How do you even begin to show up after you've failed? Hi, welcome to another episode of Business Mindset Mastery. My name is Heather Gray, and I'm a mindset and performance coach over at choosetohaveitall.com, where I work with online business owners, leaders, and entrepreneurs. And we've got a doozy of a question today. It's real easy for me to talk to all of you about managing the fear of failure, about having to want something more than you're afraid of it. And all of the reminders, I tell you that fear comes with the territory and you're supposed to expect it, but fear isn't a reason to stop doing what you're doing. What happens though, when you have failed, how do you show up? What do you do next? Today's listener question attacks that problem, and I thought we should just dive in. Heather, how can I stop being embarrassed about my professional situation? Last year, I rather impulsively left a job with a marketing firm to start my own online copywriting business. I'd started doing side jobs and freelancing, and after two consecutive months of watching my side income match my employed income, I just went for it. Now the jobs are drying up, and I'm filling my hours by undercharging myself on freelancing sites, and it's been 11 weeks since my last private client. Not that I've been counting or anything. The work is drying up and I've returned to my old agency on a part-time basis. People at the office obviously know my, and my wife knows, but I've yet to tell family and friends. I don't know how to admit that I couldn't make it, that it was all just a wash. You talk about overcoming failure all the time. You haven't said much about how to show your face in public after you do. I need your help. Thanks. Oh, I'm sorry you're hurting. I'm sorry you're struggling, and I'm sorry you feel knocked down by this. It's certainly a blow when the path isn't as smooth as we like it or as we imagined it to be. And when the road stops being easy and we start to stumble on the different trips and falls that happen along the way, it's so easy to stop and just ask ourselves, what the hell was I thinking? Why did I even bother? What made me think I could do this? And those Thoughts that eat away at us, break us down, and make us smaller. You're talking about failure here, but I think you and I may differ on what failure actually looks like and what it means. I'm not entirely sure you failed here. Listen in on the other side, and I'm going to tell you what I mean. I'll talk to you in a minute. I hear really clearly that this isn't what the path was supposed to look like. I get it. You collected a bunch of private clients. You were making serious money. You couldn't grow your business while also having a full-time job. So you just went for it and took the leap. And now that it's not working, you're calling it impulsive. I'm not entirely sure that if it had worked exactly the way you had wanted to, if you had continued matching your employed income, if the road had continued to be smooth, if you would be berating yourself for having been impulsive. You might have said that you were a goal chaser, a goal digger. You would have been holding your head up higher and with more pride if it had worked. Your story is shifting about the decision you made because the road stopped being smooth. It's starting to feel like a failure and you're telling yourself it was a failure because you've collected freelancing jobs and you've gone back to your old agency on a part-time basis. 
I get that. I get why you see it as a failure. You failed to meet a goal and you get to be disappointed and your heart gets to break and you can even feel a little bit embarrassed. Skipping this part, skipping the disappointment of not doing the thing we said we were going to do, pretending it didn't happen, simply telling ourselves that failure is a part of the process and we're supposed to stand up, dust ourselves off and move on with our day is BS. Just take a moment and take that in. You're not supposed to immediately dust yourself off, pretend it didn't happen, and just get back to it. You absolutely, at some point, if you still have the dream, do have to get back to it. Do have to choose to stand up, dust yourself off, and try something else. That's non-negotiable. However, the idea that failure isn't supposed to hurt isn't supposed to sting, isn't supposed to gnaw at us, is nonsense. When we do our best and our best doesn't work, the first thing we do have to do is give ourselves the room and the space to mourn, grieve, and be disappointed. If we skip that part, if we skip that step, First of all, I kind of look at it as a sign that it didn't mean enough to us. If it doesn't bother us when it doesn't work, we didn't want it badly enough. And if we are going to be in this for the long game, we have to want it really bad because we're going to be tested. We're going to be challenged. There are going to be obstacles, and that is non-negotiable. We have to deal with the hurt the pain and the disappointment of putting ourselves out there and having it not work. That being said, I'm not entirely sure that you are staring at proof positive that it didn't work simply because you found yourself taking freelancing jobs or even because you've returned to your old job on a part-time basis. I think we have to redefine failure for you because I think you're looking at this all wrong. I've been talking in recent episodes about the idea that as business owners, we have to start tuning into what would the business owner do? What is the boss decision in any certain circumstance we find ourselves in? It's really easy to start feeling small and to let our nerves get the best of us and to start getting wrapped up in our emotions. And if we're going to run a business at some point in time, we have to start making our decisions and our plans and our goals based on what a business owner would do. What would a boss do? And business owners focus on making money. And that's what you've been doing. You have been thinking about your business as a business owner because you have made the decision to make money. You've gone on the freelancing sites, you've gone back to your old job, and I think it's better when we remove the feast or famine mentality that can come when our businesses are faltering if we can focus on making a little bank, on getting some money in so we feel like we can breathe. When we feel like we can't breathe, when we're watching our debt start to pile up, when we're at that paycheck to paycheck mentality, we don't always make the best decisions. People will call it hustling. People will call it getting your game face on and grinding it out or hustling it out. But sometimes we make worse decisions 
out of desperation when we're just trying to make money. You think you're undercharging yourself now on a freelancing site. What happens when you take a private client and you undercharge yourself in your own business because you just want to get the sale? I think you made a smart decision in getting money in. You went to the most effective, efficient means possible by going back to the devil you knew. You know your old job. You know how people work. You know what the expectations are. You didn't have to reacquaint yourself, get oriented. You could just show up and do your job in an efficient way. I don't know that that's a decision of someone who's failed. It's a smart decision when you've laid out a business path, the business path isn't working, and you need a plan B. That being said, I do think you need to look back on the decisions you made after you left your 9 to 5 initially. Why hasn't this worked? A lot of times, people... And I fell into this trap too. When I had like these early waves of success in my business, as soon as I would get like four yeses and four clients signing up with me in a week and I was watching my income double, the first thing I did is I took my pedal, my foot off the pedal of the gas. I stopped pushing forward. I stopped accelerating. And I don't even know that I did it consciously, but it was like, oh, business is coming in. I can stop trying so hard. But the reality is, is our jobs and our businesses have a quick turnover rate. We're not sitting with people forever. We're doing a service. We're getting it done. We're offering a product. We're delivering it and we're moving on to what's next. And what's really hard for solopreneurs is working on the job that's in front of them while also planning on how to put themselves out there for the next job. So when you talk about failing, did your business fail or did you make a mistake in how you were marketing yourself? I know there's some irony there since you have a marketing and copywriting business, but did you fail to put yourself out there because you just started focusing on the client work and helping your clients put themselves out there? Is it really the business that didn't work or did you simply fail to advertise? Have you really experienced a failure here or did you simply make a mistake? I want you to take an honest look at the steps you took after you moved to your solopreneur gig. What did you do well? What did you fail to do? How did you show up? How did you fail to show up? You're telling me that it didn't work and you signed up with freelancing sites and then you went back to your job. You haven't told me why. You haven't told me how you got here. You just noticed the money wasn't coming in and you made money and you got yourself some bank. That's the business owner decision. But another part about being a business owner is looking at like what went wrong. Where did the gear stop working? Where did the deliverables stop coming out on the other end? I want you to take a really good look at what worked what didn't, and what did you have more to learn on? Because here's the thing, when we're juggling a job and we're doing it for the first time as a solopreneur, we have all the balls in the air. We have to manage the, the billing. We have to manage the customer service. We have to manage the advertising. We have to manage all of the nuts and bolts of the account. 
right? Any client or service, we're doing it all. We may hire a virtual assistant. We may hire some help down the line, but particularly people who have just left their nine to five to start their side gigs, we're doing it all on our own. And my guess is your marketing agency, you only had to do your piece of that marketing pie. You had to do your part of that account, and there were other people doing other things. And part of starting out and started being new is recognizing and learning how do you juggle all the parts? How do you create systems for efficiency? How do you set yourself up for success? And that is simply never a straight, smooth path. It is a system of trial and error. So in addition to looking at whether or not you marketed yourself and you continue to let people know who you were, how you served, and what you did, how well were you functioning on the systems? Did you drop balls? Did you miss pieces? These are not failures. These were lessons you had to learn in running a business. This is stuff every business owner needs to figure out, and there isn't a cookie-cutter approach. The only way we figure this stuff out half the time is to really look at what isn't working, what worked well, what did we excel at, and where did things start to crumble. And if you got in the weeds with your accounts, if you got behind on deadlines, if you had a hit to confidence, of course you're going to start to feel like the whole thing is crumbling. But you have to look at the details. The big picture could be totally fine and have as much potential as the day you left your nine to five originally. You may just need to work some of the systems and the details out. I also want you to look at yourself and really look at what it felt like to be a business owner. Did you like it? Was it work you enjoyed? Did it feel like you thought it would? When it stopped being easy, did you still want it? A lot of times our side hustles don't successfully turn into our full-time gigs because we actually don't want to be full-time business owners. So many people enjoy the freedom, the time freedom, the lifestyle freedom that comes with the side hustle. They enjoy the side income. They enjoy making more money, seeing something that they can do all on their own. But making it their full-time gig turns out not to be what they want. And that's not really a failure either. We have to get into it sometimes. We have to see how it fits in our skin, how we move through the world to know these things. We can't always sit in the comfort of our nine to five, look at the future of what it would be like to own our own business, to have sort of our control over our whole destiny and be right on the answer. Sometimes we have to do it to figure out if it's right for us. How do I know this? Because I've been there. When I was just out of grad school and the ink of my degree wasn't even dry, I knew what I was going to do. I was going to run a program someday. I had already been working with children and families in residential treatment settings, and I knew without a doubt, without a sort of second thought, that I wanted to run a program someday. And I worked my way up the ladder. I earned the succession of promotions necessary to get the job. I got the dream job, and I hated it. It didn't work. 
It didn't fit me like the glove it was supposed to. It felt binding. It was uncomfortable. It created constant compromises of my personal life, my personal time, and my relationships. And for the longest time, probably for about a year and a half or so, my story was that I had failed, that I couldn't hack it, that I didn't make it, simply because I didn't like it. And those two things are very different. You haven't failed if you've simply changed your mind. If you've experienced what it feels like to be the one juggling all the balls, running the whole shebang, and you realize you don't really like it, that you don't like always having to look at the bottom line, always paying attention to the numbers, having an inconsistent income, you may find that owning a business isn't right for you. And when you've worked that hard, when you've given a lot up for that dream and you're wrong, it is absolutely going to feel like a failure at first. It felt like that for me. It took me a while to wrap my head around the fact that I was damn good at the job. I had a lot of talent. I was really skilled at it. I just didn't like doing it. And if you're looking back at your time as a business owner and the time you enjoyed was simply the time you made money, then you might simply enjoy making money and not being a business owner. And this is really important for you to know. I recognize that none of this is in the question you asked me. You asked me, how do I tell my friends and family? I needed to walk you through this part because you need to know the answers to the questions that I've been asking you. You need to get a sense of what worked, what didn't, the lessons learned, and what your takeaway is. What is the whole story? What are actually the facts, not simply what it feels like? Because when you look back on a story and it doesn't look the way you had imagined, the final draft doesn't look like the first draft, it's very easy for you to tell yourself a story that you failed. And before you can show up for other people and tell people where you're currently at in life, why the plan and direction shifted, you want to know this for yourself. You want to come to peace with it. You don't owe anybody the details of your personal or professional life until you've wrapped your mind around it. Your wife knows, the important person knows, everybody else can wait until you get a sense of who you are now, what worked, what didn't, and then you got to own it. The mistakes you've made, the wrong turns, the um, false sense of confidence that had no foundation, whatever it was that didn't work. You want to wrap your mind around it and get your own sense of it. And then you want to know what you want to do next. If you're going to go back to making it a side hustle, if you're going to go back to making it your full-time gig and using the lessons learned and the things you're looking back on to rebuild, get a sense of what the plan is. Even if your plan is to take some time and not think about it for a couple of months and just enjoy having work come in. Wherever you're at is totally okay. You don't need to have the answers, but you want to know where you're at because that's going to prepare you for the peppered questions that will come your way when you start to tell people your plan has shifted. 
And then I want you to look at your story with some self-compassion. I want you to recognize that you tried, you gave it your best shot to hold the parts that worked along with the parts that didn't work. And then you simply communicate transparently to your friends and family. Once you're clear on your story, you can start to share it at the pace that you're comfortable. And you're going to do this by telling people what you want them to think, not what you're worried they're thinking, not what you imagine they're thinking. What do you want them to know? What is the story? And it goes something like this. You know, a year ago, my side gig was doing really well. I got in this place where I found myself turning away work. I couldn't accept new jobs because I was bound by my nine to five. It looked like my side gig had some potential to become a real legitimate full-time business. And I just went for it. I saw the potential and I took a chance. But in taking that chance, I had to learn some lessons. I learned A, B, and C. And looking back on it, I would have done X, Y, and Z differently. I wish I had known L, M, N. And going forward, I have to figure some things out. But in the meantime, I wanted to be a responsible family member and I wanted to be a responsible business owner and I made the decision to get some recurring income into my household and into my business because I don't want to grow my business out of desperation. I thought that I could just get some money in with the devil that I know, so I returned to my agency position. It's my hope and my wish that, and then you just fill in the blank. You tell people what you want them to think, and you may not even buy it at first. You may be still wrapped up in the failure story. I certainly hope that now that I've walked you through some of this, you're not, but I know that it took me personally a while to brush some of that off, and it's going to take you a while too. But just be honest with people. Don't feel like you have to apologize. Don't feel like you owe them any more of an explanation than you're willing to give, but you show up and you do it unapologetically. You do not let a business failure, even if it's an outright failure and you just literally crashed and burned, did everything wrong, that does not define you. You're still a husband. You're still a family member, a son, a friend, a co-worker. You are still all of those people too, and you are not that one thing. Stop seeing yourself as that and other people will never start to see you that way. They will buy into the story you tell yourself and before you know it, you'll buy into it too. And that will start to feel like a second skin, a new beginning and a fresh start. You want to have an understanding for yourself personally about what went wrong. So many times we just run away from it because looking back at it is painful and embarrassing and makes our skin crawl a little bit. But you want to understand what went wrong so you can get a sense of what you might need to do to set it right. And then you can ask yourself if you want it. People are going to have all kinds of questions, and that's your business, your boundary. You don't owe them an explanation. But the idea that you somehow can't show up for your family and friends because you're embarrassed is nonsense. It's a story sitting in your head 
that you need to throw out. It's what Brene Brown would call your shitty first draft. It's not the final ending. It's just where you're at right now. And you can share with people your disappointment. Say, I'm really disappointed. I didn't know this. I didn't perceive. I wasn't aware. Be honest with the people in your immediate circle about where you're at and where you're going. And that will allow you to stop worrying about what they think because you will have told them what you want them to think. I'm not really sure why business owners think they owe people explanations or apologies when things don't work out. When I was in my 9 to 5, I never really had to announce when I really screwed it up. I think that's a story we tell ourselves as business owners because we're putting ourselves out there so everything feels incredibly public. So when it doesn't work, we feel like that needs to be public too and we owe people explanations. So some of this is really looking at who you're worried about telling and showing up for and asking yourself, do you really owe them an explanation? Is it really necessary? And if you really think you do, then make it simple, make it direct, communicate transparently, show yourself some self-compassion, and then give yourself permission to move on. I hope this helps. I know I gave you a way more long-winded answer than you probably were expecting, but I really needed to help you correct some thinking errors in your question. So I hope I've challenged you to look at this a different way. Certainly write back. Let me know where you're at now and what you're thinking about things. And know that you get to show up differently however you want to, whenever you want to, on your say-so. Thanks so much for reaching out with such a good question. And thanks to everyone listening. I hope you have enjoyed this conversation. If you have a question for me and you'd like to know my two cents on your situation, certainly reach out to me over at heather at choosetohaveitall.com and I'll get back to you tomorrow. Thanks so much for now. Have a good day. Bye-bye.